Katie, and this is One Kiss Means Forever! This is the podcast where we talk about uh, the made-for-TV romances that are both terrible and also really fun to watch and make fun of. Um, Today we have a little bit of a different treat for you. Yeah, just a tad. Not really, but you know, it's not a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Yay. I was particularly excited about this one because, um, so this is a Lifetime movie, and Lifetime has their kind of game together when it comes to Christmas movies against Hallmark. Like, they have the brand and the the stuff, but it's been very hard to find one not during the Christmas season, um, and, uh, we found one. We did. Well, I actually wanted, before we really jumped into this movie, I was gonna say we should probably talk about the difference between... Hallmark and Lifetime and why they are different. <laughs> yes, we should. <laughs> um, so would you like to start your thesis first? Okay, my, my, okay, as if I have to make a thesis statement as we did in what middle school or whatever, Lifetime is less chaste. So basically the answer is on Hallmark, nobody cohabitates Nobody has sex before marriage. In fact, they don't have sex. Children are immaculate. Conceived? Immaculately conceived? Yeah. Yes. Children are immaculately conceived. And in Lifetime, the boning goes down. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is very true. Um, So that's just like the general difference. The, also, the other difference, obviously, it's like Christmas, is, it's not really true, but like most of the year, it's like suspenseful. It's about somebody who has died. <laughs> like, like, it's a murder. It's a murder. <laughs> My lover who lives in the attic based yeah. on the true story of the right. lover who murdered my husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, they're just crazy, but also... It's sort of like Lifetime during most of the year is the answer to Hallmark movies and mysteries, but Hallmark movies and mysteries are just not even close to the level of bonker shit that Lifetime gets up to. No, Lifetime is really fun for that, like, what? <laughs> wait, wait, he's cheating on her with five different women, and then he tries to poison her, and then, like, what happened? And she got pregnant at 15, and her, her mother's also a psychopath? Like, yeah. yeah, it's insanity. It's so fun. <laughs> but, yeah, so that that's just, I thought that we, we should just, for clarification for all of you out there who are like, what is the difference? That's that's really it. It's, it's sex and, and violence. <laughs> Two of our favorite things. Um, so uh, what we have for you today it lacks one of those things. Yeah, it's not violence. No. Because um, uh, violence is not really our brand. Let's face it. <laughs> well, that's a different, that's a different. A different. Well, it's not, it's not this podcast's brand. No. It, maybe it's our brand as people. Katie. Yes. That, okay, yes. Okay. Yes. I'm not, I don't, I just want to make it clear that I am definitely of the true crime. Like, <laughs> Like murderino sort of ilk oh my gosh like several months ago there was this one morning where billy and i made pancakes and then we like got into bed and i have my my favorite murder mug and then we start watching snapped <laughs> and i'm like this is the best morning ever <laughs> 
we just look at each other and go, I love you. You see me. <laughs> Tangent. Okay. Tangent. All right. So the the movie we're discussing today officially is called Very Valentine. Yes. But it's it's really billed as Adriana Trigiani's Very Valentine. Trigiani. Trigiani. I think it's a soft G. Okay. So Adriana's. Adriana Trigiani's Very Valentine, because it's based off of her book. Yes. Um, and the the blurb about it. Um, so, Very Valentine tells the story of the Angelini Shoe Company, one of the last family-owned businesses in Greenwich Village that has been making exquisite wedding shoes since 1903, but now teeters on the brink of financial collapse. To save the family business from ruin, Valentine Roncalli, apprentice to and granddaughter of Master Artisan Teodora Angelini, must bring the family's old world craftsmanship into the 21st century. Juggling unpredictable love lives, duty to their family, and a design challenge presented by a prestigious department store, Valentine and Theodora are on a quest to build a pair of gorgeous shoes sure to beat their rivals. Also, in the course of discovering her true artistic voice, Valentine discovers true love as she turns her life and business upside down in ways she never expected. So that's on the Lifetime website? Is that or I don't remember where, where did I got we find this. Like, so wow. Yeah. That's another difference between Lifetime and Hallmark. <laughs> yeah, they they gave us a lot more. Or is this just the novel by Adriana Trigiani? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It, this is definitely, you know, I think I got this from IMDb, but they share. Oh, I see. But still, like, Hallmarks are essentially the same on IMDb, too. So That's fair. This This is pretty close to probably what's on the Lifetime. So let's dive in, shall yeah. we? So, um, in her large Italian-American family, Valentine is the, is the only one that's interested in the family shoe business, and the only one not married. <gasps> she, <laughs> and do they give her shit about not being married? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> um, she lives and works with her grandmother, Teodora, in their shop in New York. She loves designing shoes, always wanted to design shoes, and has always been a little bit unlucky in love. So, on the night of her youngest sister's wedding, after she and her grandmother return home from the reception, uh, Valentine goes up to the roof of their building to water her tomato plants. It's like a thing. And it's really, really hot. So, she is basically up on the roof and is like, I cannot wear this, uh, like, sateen dress anymore and these Spanx. So, she just, like, strips her dress right off in the middle of of the building which they own she's the only one up there um and it basically like gives herself a little bit of a, a shower with the ho- the garden holes um <laughs> but of course their building is lower than uh, some windows <laughs> um so her new hot neighbor is looking out of his window and he sees her and she notices and she's just like oh shit and she goes and hides <laughs> <laughs> she's like boobies out whoops <laughs> Chris, we don't see them. No, but it's unclear to me even that he sees anything. He just, but it's very clear she's not wearing any clothes. Yeah. 
So the next morning, Valentine discovers that this neighbor, whose name is Roman, is acquainted with her grandmother. And when she comes into the shop to discover them talking like old friends in Italiano, I think, yeah. um, she, 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 she um, learns that he's a big-time chef and quite the desirable bachelor. Uh, while she is reluctant to go out with him, her sisters basically force her into it. <laughs> yeah, it's very... Like, they, they basically blackmail her into it. Kind of. They're like, why aren't you going out with this guy? Oh, my gosh, you're so stupid. You have to. And they start calling his number. Yeah, they, they call him. <laughs> it's like, what are you supposed to do? Um, so Roman invites her to his restaurant for risotto. And <laughs> Katie just laughed. I just love that. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Um, so Roman invites her to his restaurant for risotto. And the date goes pretty well. Thanks. Like, to the point where they... They have a kiss, and the next morning, he calls her to, like, go to the farmer's market with him, and I guess that's also date number two, and, like, it's it's so successful that they just go home and have sex. Dreams. <laughs> and so, basically, this means they're a couple now, obviously. Well, farmer's market, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, they... They are just together, and, like, she goes over to his restaurant and helps him cook sometimes, and um, he, like, meets her family. Um, but occasionally, Roman's ex will show up, and she does work with him in a weirdly, like, um, marketing ca- capacity. Yeah, she's a food for, writer. Yeah, for his restaurant or something. Um, but Valentine is not sure how comfortable she is with this and like how much she trusts you know she's she's she has doubts yes so many doubts so many doubts <laughs> doesn't sit well with her doesn't sit well of course that the ex is like blonde bombshell yeah, and yeah, right. whatever so um the shoe business is really struggling uh they only make wedding shoes they're a niche market <laughs> and they do everything that they, um, every shoe that they make is done by hand. So Valentine is really the true artist, but her grandmother is the one who officially runs the bil- the business. So Valentine's brother wants their grandmother to sell the building as it is worth $10 million. They have someone who's willing to pay $10 million. million dollars. Though I was thinking about it. I didn't do any Zillow research, but also this, this is a, at least three story on Perry Street. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's worth more than $10 million. At least the property is. I Like, that's, yeah. that's prime property. Yeah. Um, but Teodora is kind of hesitant. The family's been, you know, this building has been theirs for generations, and it's the home. It's not only the home of their business, but it is their home. They live there. Um, but that being said, she knows that she needs to consider the offer. Right. For it's, sure. It's $10 million. And their business is failing. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, while delivering shoes to a bride at her final dress fitting, um, a a high-powered influential woman who I forget exactly what she does, but she she works there somehow. (laughs) She's Um, some fashion Fashion, yeah. Like an Anna Wintour without a magazine, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Um, But she she sees the shoes and asks Valentine to submit shoes for a display window on Fifth Avenue. Sort of, it sounded sort of like it was like, gonna be like a Bergdorf window kind mm-hmm. of deal sure. yeah something um and if Valentine's sh- shoes are shown I didn't think about saying that out loud when I wrote it 
So if Valentine's shoes are shown, they won't have to shutter the business. That was some great alliteration. <laughs> Good job. Uh, so she is given a dress to design the shoes off of, but the dress that she has to design is very destructed and minimal. Like it is postmodern is the word that they use um, to describe this. So Valentine's first instinct is that the bride should pr actually probably go barefoot with this dress. And her grandmother, for the first time ever, invites her to join her on the buying trip in Italy. Um, they were like, they, we need prime supplies for these shoes, whatever they are, so come to Italy with me. Italy, her grandmother says, is the place to get inspiration. So Valentine and her grandmother go to Italy. To meet with the people they buy their, like, fine Italian leather from. Um, so, and they buy it in this little, like, seaside town um, from a man named Domenico and uh, his son Gianluca. Um, and Domenico is about her grandma's age and Gianluca is about Valentine's age. Hmm. Um, hmm. So, uh, the, the very first morning, like, after, you know, they're, they're sort of, like... They're there to do the buying, but also sort of, like, vacation. Um, so the very first mo morning after they arrive, Valentine wakes up to see her grandmother returning to their hotel with Domenico, having clearly spent the night with him. Mm -hmm. Like, no question. So Valentine is like, uh, Grandma, I caught you. Um, like, stop lying. You are in Italy. What happens in Italy stays in Italy. Just move in with the guy for like the week that we're here. Why? Yeah. Why would you? Yeah, just, just, just get to it. Go. <laughs> she's. I mean, this is played by Jacqueline Bissett. Yeah. So she's like hot grandma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like wanting this to happen. Um. Uh. So Roman, uh, her boyfriend, um, suggests that maybe he should come to Italy after Valentine has finished work stuff. So she plans this like romantic vacation for the two of them. It's very. It was very hard for her to leave Roman. Yeah. She does love him, uh, but his ex, the blonde bombshell, offers him the cover of New York Magazine, and so Roman cancels his whole vacation with her. So Valentine, of course, is heartbroken. And that night, she dreams of the shoe that is perfect for the window. And Gianluca convinces her that she needs to make it right then and there. Um, so they stay up all night finishing it together. And the shoes end up exactly what Valentine envisioned. And then Gianluca kisses her. And she's like, whoa, uh, I have a boyfriend. But thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's a, she lets him down easy and yeah, like very gently in, in another time maybe but no um so back home in new york valentine goes to drop her shoes off for a submission to the shoe window and she is devastated when she shows up and she sees dozens of boxes of shoes from like all the top designers yeah um i believe we see like a nola blonic we see one we, we see some some like really top names that you have heard of and she realizes like oh i'm not getting this window there's the chance is so minuscule that it's probably not going to happen um and she goes to roman for comfort but his version of comforting her is to tell her like don't worry about it like you can just give up designing shoes and come work with me at my restaurant 
like you're gonna be fine oh and by the way like I love you which is not what she needed to hear yeah so after telling Roman that she needs a little bit of time for herself um been up Valentine then heads home to find her grandmother passed out on the stairs it's very dramatic uh, while it turns out that she just fell it does push Valentine to realize that not selling the building is selfish and that her grandmother should probably retire and stop running up and down all those stairs um, you know take the money and live her life she also calls Domenico to let him know what happened so and both he and Gianluca come to New York yes um, so after getting home from the hospital Teodora and Valentin and Domenico and Gianluca and all of Valentine's family all have a huge family dinner to say goodbye to this home that they love. Uh, Domenico has proposed so both uh, he and Gianluca and Roman are all at this dinner as part of the family now like it's it's family. Um and then the doorbell rings, and Valentine is like, I'll get it. Don't worry about it. Um, and it's the, the woman from the, the store who she submitted her shoes to, letting Valentine know that she she won. She won the, the shoe contest. She made the best shoes. Um, <laughs> and that she wants a line of, sh- of her shoes in all the stores that she like represents. And it's a big big deal yeah so of course valentine is over the moon hooray this means that the shoe business is saved uh her grandmother immediately rips up the contract to sell the building um so no more 10 million dollars they're now just gonna have all these shoes in these stores and they will be able to stay in business but roman does not seem thrilled at all um he goes outside alone um and valentine follows and he admits to her that he had this dream of them working together in his restaurant, um, making pasta side by side, and he d- he doesn't really like the fact that she wants to continue to design shoes. Like he wanted her all to himself, I guess. So this forces Valentine's to face the facts that he wants her to give up her whole dream for his, and they break up. So back inside, um, Gianluca is packing to go back to Italy. Um, he, Valentine comes into his room that he's staying in and does that thing that I feel like toddlers do with their parents of like taking the stuff out of the suitcase and putting it back in the drawers. <laughs> <laughs> like reverse packing. Um, it, I mean, it's unpacking, but it's reverse packing because he's trying to pack. Um, and she confesses that she loves him uh, and that they make a great team and she wants to spend the rest of her life with him. And then, then they kiss, and we know it will work, since one, one kiss, kiss means forever. forever. Um, which, yeah. which, if that felt fast, it, it was. was. <laughs> it was, I mean, because you don't even meet John Luca until, like, 40 minutes into this movie. Like, it's a very long time. I would even say, like, a good, like, hour it's, and 15. Like, I he's, I think he's one. in, like, the last 45 minutes of the movie. Maybe. I don't know. I deleted it as soon as we... (laughs) (laughs) That's why I said 40 minutes, because I think the movie might have actually only been an hour and a half. Oh, well, yeah. That's sort of where I was going. But, yeah, it's... That's fair. He is not in about half of it, at least. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He was sort of... It's very weird. Gianluca Deus Ex Machina, I think. (laughs) 
All right. So um, that was a story. If you could follow all of that. Um, yeah, it was um, like, I just did not understand the concept of why wouldn't you sell a $10 million building and just go get a little storefront. Like they're so the the business is so Brooklyn. Just move to Brooklyn. <laughs> that was, I think, the the biggest thing that I think Hannah and I were yelling at the screen <laughs> the entire thing is by saying, you can design shoes anywhere. Take yeah. them $10 million. <laughs> right. Just, why are you doing this? Exactly. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Maybe we just have no sentimental value. That's not true. We, I, we do. Yeah. You know. Um, but also, this this business is... It's so niche. It because I feel like, yes, they make wedding shoes, but it's m- by hand. But it's more than that because they only make bridal shoes and they're only heels. Mm-hmm. Like they do not make flats. Or if they do, we didn't see them. Yeah, that's true. But they 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 definitely make it. They sound like like they wouldn't make a mother of the bride shoe. They they make the bride's shoes. So they need to expand their market. <laughs> But they're a niche market. Yeah, in a way that I was like, how many customers could I possibly have? Also, we did discuss how much you and I were not into the shoes. Like, we didn't like no, them. No, I, I have that with my pretty brie. Yeah. Um, 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 but at the same time, like, there were, like, you know, she she's really, like, snarky. And she's got some tood. Yeah, like she, I, I wrote down some of her lines, which is like, is this 2019 or 1920? <laughs> or like, I, my absolute favorite line of the entire movie was, okay, you got me to a nunnery. Only temporarily. <laughs> <laughs> They're in Italy and um, and he they she wants to Im- learn how to emboss leather in this weird way that I don't understand why it's difficult. So he takes her to like this monastery where they're pros at embossing leather. And, yeah. and so that's what she says when they're alighting from his motorcycle. Okay. You yeah. got me to a nunnery. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like a lot of my issues with this movie are in our segments um, yeah so i think we... that's that's true i think we should just jump in so even though this is a lifetime movie here are our hallmark hallmarks um, go ahead katie okay so um we have your standard um family members in this case her mom and her brother going so when are you gonna find a guy to get married <laughs> yeah a hallmark hallmark is antagonism with the love interest for no goddamn reason from the get-go um, she and Roman are sparring for absolutely no other reason. Like, for no reason. For for the reason that he saw her naked. Yeah, but it, it's also, like, A, he's but, into her super fast. Yeah, he saw her naked, but then he's like, I'm a one-woman I'm a one woman kind of guy. Come to my restaurant. I'm instantly in love with you. And she's also like, you're Italian. I know that you're a cheater. I don't trust you. And he's like, uh, yeah. anyway. So, stupid antagonism. And then, um... I don't have time for men right now, is what Valentine mm-hmm. says a lot. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned the blonde rival um, yes. before that. So those were mine. Okay, so uh, so I have that she has this family business that she's super attached to. Like, you, I must carry on the family business deal. Um, the fact that she's been a bridesmaid, like, a gazillion, million, trillion times. Um, which is sort of part of the, like, when are you going to get married? But, you know, always a bridesmaid kind of deal. 
Um, they also, she and Roman cook together, mm. sort of. He, he like keeps being pulled away so they don't do a lot of it together. Um, also, it, it really upset me because I, I think I yelled it at the screen, which was, wash your goddamn hands. Ah, right. <laughs> she goes in to like make, she goes in to make pasta, pasta by hand and she like steps in from New York City and then <laughs> just gets her hands in the dough. <laughs> I was really upset by it. That was um, funny. And uh, she, she is able to magically pack for a trip in that she has this teeny tiny little suitcase and outfits for days. I don't know how that works. They, they continually seem to magic pack. I think it's those clothing that come in a little uh, plastic capsule and you put it in the sink and then they expand. You <laughs> Either know, like that or are, are all um, suitcases, except for mine, are... Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my last one was when she's sort of picking between two guys. You, the wrong one shows himself by not being happy for her success. Oh yeah, that's that's that that that, that uh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been watching a lot of those lately. Yeah, I think. yeah, they've come up. It's come up a lot. Uh, so that was it for Hallmark Hallmarks for me. Yeah. Um, and so for Pretty Parade. Okay. I had, okay, before we start talking about the shoes, um, mm-hmm. I just, I do want to say that one thing I loved about the bridesmaid's dress at the beginning of the movie was the fact that because it's a Lifetime movie, not a Hallmark movie, they were not afraid to show some cleavage. Their boobs, like they are curvy Italian women, and so their boobs looked Wait. <laughs> yeah, and she said something about that. Um, what was the line was something like, "You really fill out this dress." Or, yeah, like, or she's like, maybe a little bit more than I thought I wanted it, to. Yeah, yeah. She, it was she funny. Like, comments on it, and it was funny. Um, I had two pretty parades. Okay. Um, before we get into shoes, um, this might just be a me thing and me being obsessed with jewelry in weird ways. Um, all of her earrings were great. <laughs> They probably weren't really that noticeable, but I was like, I would wear that. I would wear that. I would. Re- I really liked her earrings. Um, and also, uh, she and Gianluca have a, like, drinks in his, like, garden, and it's all twinkle lighty and pretty, Yay. and I just thought it was adorable. It was. Oh, and I did have one thing to say about, before we get to the shoes, the box for the, that the shoes come in, that they are so... It is such a cute box. I'm going to describe it to you right now. So it's like the bottom of the box. Is, it almost looks like a box where you'd get like fancy chocolates. But it, no, no, it doesn't. So it looks like, I think the bottom is a little bit smaller and then the lid kind of folds down over it. But then it has like this little flap. And then it, there's these ribbons that come out of it from like the back into it. And so it looks like so it has a little bow, and it was just so sweet and yeah. pretty, like the kind of shoebox that you would keep to put your photos in or something. Yeah, yeah, it was a very, it was a very pretty shoebox, I agree. I would buy the shoes just for the box, but then well, I don't like the shoes. And I'm sure they're not cheap. Yeah. These are, these are not even $100 shoes. I'm thinking these are $1,000 shoes. Well, if that's all they sell. Yeah. That, and well, if you're paying, like, what, $4,000 for a wedding dress? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, All right, so okay, let's talk shoes. about these fucking shoes. Most of them look very similar to me. Mm-hmm. So I realize they're one of a kind, but they're one of a kind in a very 
not interesting way. One of a lot of kinds. Yeah. Because they're they're your standard like pump style, most of them. And they're a hundred percent covered in bedazzling. Bedazzle shoes. Which like they have a place. I you know, go go sparkly shoes. But honestly, looking at them, I had two thoughts. First of all, what is the point of that under your wedding dress? <laughs> and two, that's going to snag on all your lace and your satin. And, like, there would not be the kind of shoe that you want under there. No, and it's not even the fact that these shoes are just sparkly. Because the kind of bedazzling that they use, they almost look a little punk rock. Yes. Yeah. They're pokey bedazzled. Like you said, they're going to yeah. snag the lace and whatever. So all of them just kind of look more studded. Yeah, they they do have a studded look. And they're supposed, like, those, these ones that she makes for the window, blah, blah, They're supposed to, like, the picture that she drew looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it looked, like, delicate. Mm-hmm. And then you get this shoe that looks like it weighs 20 pounds. And <laughs> it's just nuts. Yeah. And what's funny is I feel like this whole movie was was an ode to bedazzle yeah. because the shoe the 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 shoe that she makes for the window they they're um she has that dream like you said that look they look delicate they look sparkly but they're they're the still they're just covered in these study rhinestones however John Luca is like we have to use something special for these shoes and he gets out this beautiful pink like satin that apparently his uh, that his mother created but when he pulls it out it's this piece of fabric that also has bedazzling on it <laughs> like big ass plasticky like yeah, it's very weird and I kept thinking how can this be made into a shoe like don't you have to cut through these <laughs> yeah like the, the bedazzling on the pink satin was like far too large to have even gone on a side of a shoe. So, and so they, but she's like, "Wow, this is beautiful." I'm like, "How?" <laughs> yes, the fabric is gorgeous. I could have just like used the fabric and had pink shoes, and that would have been beautiful. But whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, that is our shoe tirade. Yeah, we were not fans. Sorry. Uh, Angelini's shoe company. There were some strappy shoes that they showed in the montage that were really nice. I okay. felt. There was like one remember. that was like, oh, I would do that. Where they were kind of strappy, so the bedazzling was at a minimum. <laughs> there just wasn't enough places to put the bedazzling. Exactly. Yeah. Um, New and noteworthy? Yes. Do you have any? I do. Um, so I have that the, the heroine of this movie is a curvy ethnic girl, which I loved. Like, this was kind of you, the kind of girl that you don't see all the time because everyone is white, white, Whiterson. <laughs> she's definitely Italian-American, like, gorgeous. So I really liked that. I don't know if you've... I have noticed us doing this the whole podcast that we were alternating between Valentine and Valentine. I know. Um, I think it's Valentine. It is. But then the, in Italy, they call her Valentina. And it just looks sounds better if it her name is Valentine. Better. So I want to preemptively, like, in case you felt like writing in for any reason, to be like, I noticed you did this. We did, too. <laughs> um, another new and noteworthy is the blue screen-orama that happened with this film. Right. Oh, God. That was... It was The Room bad. It was. If you guys are familiar with The Room, um, there is a whole, like, rooftop thing where it is obviously green-screened into San Francisco, and it's really bad and distracting. We did this in this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she was on this roof, and 
you like you kind of expected her to like walk through this guy like it was that it was that kind of bad where you're like I think there might be a door there though (laughs) yeah it was super distracting and so fake looking and this is supposed to be their like rooftop tomato like where where she was naked yeah um in the night it looked better in the nighttime but in the daytime also there was like a weird aerial shot from like his window or something so you could see her down so like but I guess it wasn't a real rooftop, which fine, it was on the ground somewhere, but it was very weird. I legit thought you were saying an areola shot. <laughs> which I guess is not wrong in this case. No. It is both aerial and areola. <laughs> and and nipple. Let's just go with nipple. a nipple shot. Speaking of nipples, even though you don't see nipples, I all my other new and noteworthy is geriatric sex. <laughs> There was geriatric sex. Oh, there was nipples. Her, his nipples. You yeah, see his he's... man boobs, which yeah. is great. And I know we already talk about this, but I thought it was new and noteworthy that she did not end up with the original guy. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it like is is sort of like hallmark hallmarky of the plotline to not be with him. He, it was just him for so long. Yeah. That it. Yeah, I get that. Can I also just mention really fast that with the first time I saw John Luca, I think I turned to Hannah and I go, I think she ends up being with him purely because he was a lot more attractive than Roman. <laughs> Not that Roman was unattractive by any means, no. but John Luca is like more of your like stereotypical really yeah, handsome. That's true. And like after two moments in, I'm like, I think this is where this is going. So across the universe, did you have any? Well, I think we have the same one. We might. Um, Go ahead. So, as we said in um, our uh, plot breakdown, when she has her first date with Roman, he makes her risotto. Which, if if we want to throw back to our very first episode of One Kiss Means Forever, that was a uh, euphemism for his love for someone. So every time this guy said, I'm going to go make some risotto, he was avoiding his feelings for someone. <laughs> <laughs> and so when he's like, I'm going to make you some risotto, Han and I looked at each other. We're like, he loves her. <laughs> um, I actually had another one too. No. I know, right? So this is the second movie where the art that they should be pursuing in life is noticed in a bridal shop. Oh. So, like, Like Valentine's shoes are noticed, and in The Last Bridesmaid, um, her jewelry is noticed in the bridal shop. Mm Mm-hmm. Good job, Hannah. (laughs) Putting it together. (laughs) Sorry. Um, So, I only did a kiss meter for John Luca. I did both. Okay. So maybe you should go first. Okay. So uh, what I did, because there is a decent number of kisses between, for um, Roman. They they do a a lot of kissing. And I just did a a range. Okay. Um, Meaning that sometimes it was all the way at the, like, five, like, meh, meh. And it got up to a nine. Some of them were, were, like... Okay, that's sexy. Yeah. Like, that, that, like, coming home to bang kiss was pretty good. No, it was. 
farmer's market banging time. <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Okay. Um, and for John Luca, I I'm not counting the like stealth kiss in the middle of the movie. I'm only talking about the end kiss where yeah. they decide to be together forever, even though they've only had the stealth kiss. I said it was a seven. It was fine. It just like didn't reach the level of passion it should have. I gave it an eight. I have written down, <laughs> this is legitimately what I have written down because I have ADHD, I guess. I don't. I wrote eight, good kiss, passionate, but the. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what the means. Where was I going? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Katie, would you watch this movie? I would read the book. Okay. I don't know if I need to watch the movie again because, um, unlike many other Hallmark movies, the production quality of this one was very low. And I'm not just talking about the blue screen. It was just very cheap looking, the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. So I think that was probably made it feel so much worse to okay. me. So I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to check this one out at the library, not watch the movie. Sure. I said that if you can watch it like we did, where you spend, you watch it with at least one other person, and you can spend half your time yelling at it. It's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> what made it even more fun was Hannah brought spiked seltzer. <laughs> have, yeah. we, have we did a movie, I'm like, I'm getting one. <laughs> Would you like? <laughs> yeah, it, it it's a it's an alcohol movie. It sort of might be a, like, maybe it should be submitted to How Did This Get Made kind of deal. Mm. It feels like they're kind of... Yeah. All right. So that yeah. is Adriana Trigiani's very Valentine. Very Valentine. It was it was very Valentine and it's still I'm I keep coming back to this which I haven't talked about yet but nothing about it except for her name is Valentine's related. Yeah. So it's like why was she named Valentine? That's such a weird like, just name her, like, Francesca and call it a day. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway. Maybe she lost a bet. <laughs> or her mom did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway. Um, so, make sure that you are following us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at One Kiss Means Forever, where one and four are numerals. And you can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com, where everything is spelled out. And thank you to Flint Pastors for our intro outro music. You can find his music on Spotify. And we will see you in two weeks, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for subscribing. Make sure to rate and review us. Um, and I want to add one thing. If you have any requests on movies that you would like us to talk about, uh, please go ahead and tweet at us. It would be really nice to hear from you. Or, or email us. We check them. Yeah, we do. Well, thank you so much. Bye. Bye.